time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy belated Memorial Day to everyone out there. I didn't get a chance to record on Memorial Day on Monday like I usually do for the uh, the Tuesday show here, but uh, we're recording Tuesday morning here, later morning anyway. So uh, never, never, uh, never too late to say Happy Memorial Day, as every day honestly should be uh, celebrated as Memorial Day. Hopefully, you guys had a wonderful weekend. Uh, I wished you you know, a happy weekend here last week, but it kind of still feels so, uh, so new uh, still and everything with it happening just yesterday. It's like, you know, you you celebrate holidays, the buildup to it. And then even after it's over, you kind of, I don't know, you still celebrate it. And I think that's how Memorial Day should be. Um, So many people confuse it with Veterans Day and, oh yeah, it's the start of summer, but no, it it seriously is a holiday that um, should should always be respected and honored. Uh, It's a big reason we you know, play the national anthem before baseball games to, or in any sport really to uh, pay tribute to those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice for, uh, for us um, to, to live uh, in the greatest country in, in the world. And uh, you know, some people want to make the national anthem about them. I'll get to that in, in a little bit, but happy Memorial day. Uh, I will say, we all know that it's all about paying tribute to those who uh, came before us and sacrificed so much for us. Uh, but there's also a lot of a lot of food going around, a lot of barbecue, a lot of good good grub on uh, Memorial Day weekend. At least that's uh, what we did uh, in honor to pay tribute to those uh, who who sacrificed for us. But uh, a, a sneaky food holiday, as so many of them are. And you know me, food guy. I mean, look at me. Come on, what what do you expect? Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about food. But uh, before I talk about what I ate over the weekend, I got to tell you, I found I found something on uh, the History Channel. That I was blown away by, and I just fell in love with it right away. I love history. I love food. When you put those two things together, what do you get? You get a great series called The Food That Built America. And what it's about is kind of the, the transformation of going from uh, people out in the, in the country, you know, growing food in their backyard and on farms and stuff, to the, us in the in the roaring, uh, you know, the, the turn, turn of the century there, right around 1900, where big cities started to come up in the in the U.S. and so uh, food had to be distributed. It wasn't always fresh. There was uh, all of these innovations just waiting to be taken advantage of, and it, it talks about, um, you know, the the Kellogg's company, uh, the Hershey company, uh, just all these different brands that we know today that kind of came out of nowhere, their backstories, Coca-Cola, uh, what it was initially meant for, the exper- experimentation, the, the swindling of, of guys, you know, taking ideas and uh, people becoming rich, people missing out on uh, riches, really fascinating stuff. And uh, the espionage and kind of just how our country is today with all the brands and all the options. And it's just like to think, you know, just over a hundred years ago, that stuff didn't exist. And it was a few people, pioneers really, that uh, that stirred it up and and created 
things that we know today. Just uh, and the, the series is fascinating. We're watching it on Hulu, but I think if you have a streaming, you can find it on History Channel. And the first two episodes are like an hour and a half, and then all the episodes after that are like forty minutes. So uh, we're all in. Uh, I mean, the McDonald's, the Pizza Hut, the uh, Bird's Eye, the f- frozen foods, like how that all came about. It's it was so interesting, and to know that um, again, stuff that we just a lot of the stuff happened by accident, someone creating something else and then created something that now is a billion dollar industry, uh, food chains and just the way we operated. I mean, there was no refrigerators, there was no freezers. There was just, uh, chocolate hadn't really been a thing in the U S and that that's why, uh, you know, Milton Hershey, he took off uh, with his empire. So it was so interesting. You, you better eat before you watch it because you're going to want to uh, to munch on something. I, I got to tell you right now. Uh, and, and that was the case for us, definitely. So I dove into that uh, on Monday as well as watched uh, some baseball over the weekend. But I encourage you guys check out this show. I'm excited about it. I'm going to I'm going to watch it a little bit more. I'm going to try to watch what I eat, but I'm going to try to live vicariously through through this uh, this History Channel television series the food that built america check it out let me know what you guys think as far as the food from the weekend we indulged a little bit here there was maybe multiple multiple days of uh, of baked cookies although we tried to justify it with the whole oh these are healthy cookies right i heard on an adam carolla podcast uh, uh i can't remember her, her full name but her name was lauren uh it's cancer survivor really a, a sweet tooth uh, person that wanted to kind of get uh, come up with a recipe of a cookie that is uh, not too bad for you, I guess. And, and a vegan free, vegan, uh, gluten free, uh, tree nut, free nut, whatever, all the fancy terms. Uh, it was all that. And, and, but it was delicious. Sweet Lawrence is the brand. If you're looking for a, an alternative, I shouldn't say healthy alternative, but a uh, healthier alternative. Uh, it was, it's worth a shot. It's worth a try. Uh, we crushed a, a, a couple, a couple dozen. I won't tell you, uh, which days we spread it out a little bit, or at least that's what I'm going to tell you, but, uh, sweet Lawrence L O R E N S, uh, very good stuff there. A little, little treat for the weekend. There was also, uh, some burgers and some dogs, uh, at a friend's house on Sunday night for a backyard barbecue. Of course we had to do that. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then we capped off the, uh, the long weekend Monday night with a really nice dinner had a London broil, some veggies, corn on the cob. It was just, oh, so, so good. Uh, and, and definitely the belt needs some loosening. And you know what? The, the belt that we wear every day, I mean, I wear one to work every day, and I'm sure you guys wear one, at least the men out there. Um, the belt, man, it, it doesn't lie. It, it's, the, it's, the, it's the conscience, really, of, of, our, of our physical being. You know, every day the shirt might get a little tighter or the, you know, the pant, whatever, but every day you have to tighten that belt. And if, if you're a loop down, if you're a loop down, good for you. But if you're a loop up, it's like, Oh, Hey, yep. Had too much fun. Uh, the past week time to get back to that loop that, uh, I was already on. So the, 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 the belt, and I think that, that at least from the, the, the weight, the weight gain expert that I am, uh, that is where you start to see it first before you start to see uh, growth in other areas. It always starts with the belt. And uh, if you ignore the belt loop, then you're going to start to see it in other areas, as I'm sure you guys can tell on the, on YouTube watching my, my ugly mug. So anyway, happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. It was a great time. Apparently, this Top Gun movie has been off the charts and uh, has really been a, a, a big success. Pro-American, anti-work 
anti-work, not anti-work. We want to work. Uh, anti-woke movie, anti-woke film that the uh, audiences, the masses have spoken uh, with their with their dollars and getting out to support. So I haven't seen it yet, but I, I definitely am going to. Can't wait for that. Um, that was just something that was kind of the talk of, of Memorial Day weekend, really, uh, with with uh, people hitting the theaters, uh, you know, kicking off their summer and, of course, the pool parties and everything else also, as well as paying uh, great respect and tribute to to uh, our fallen uh, soldiers. I, I mentioned, I think it was Friday, I posted something about my favorite uh, movies to honor Memorial Day. A lot of movies you've heard me talk about uh, in the past, you know, um, Gettysburg, uh, Lone Survivor, Saving Private Ryan, uh, just to name a few. And, and then I, I got some pushback. Some people jumped in there. Hey, what about this movie? Hey, what about this one? How could you put this one so low? I'm like, okay, at least we got a good debate, a good spirited debate here. Uh, a reason to to argue if we must. Uh, you know, that's a healthy, healthy reason to argue. I, I was uh, listening and some people mentioned a few and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. So I was just, I just threw that list together in about 20 seconds. And then People chimed in and, and had their opinions, but it was it was cool to see to kind of start the Memorial Weekend off that way with the, with some more um, some great movies that are timeless that we can always watch to uh, to to say thank you in a way. Just uh, think about those who have done so much for for the United States of America. Okay, on to some sports topics, and I have some other serious topics that we'll get to today. But uh, sports topics uh, briefly: the NHL down to their final four teams. Uh, from the weekend, I, I capped off my uh, Monday night with uh, watching game seven of the um, Rangers and the Hurricanes. Uh, not much of a game there, but uh, the final four in the Western Conference, we have the Colorado Avalanche, who I still think are the team to beat against the Edmonton Oilers. They kind of breezed past uh, Calgary in their series, and that got me even more mad knowing that, uh, you know, the L.A. Kings had Edmonton on the ropes uh, you know, with, with uh, three games to two and couldn't finish that series. But uh, Edmonton and Colorado uh, facing off here literally uh, in the uh, upcoming days for the Western Conference Finals. And in the Eastern Conference Finals, the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay's back again. You know, Tampa Bay, they're just very successful these, these days in sports. But the New York Rangers, you know what? I forgot New York had good sports teams. You know, the, the Jets and Giants are, are terrible. The Knicks, I, I think they've been demoted to playing at Rucker Park. I, I don't I don't know uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I guess they're okay, uh, but uh, they got plenty of drama. And then uh, Yankees and, and the Mets, I guess, are playing pretty well now. But the past few years haven't been much to celebrate there uh, in New York City. Might have to do with the, the leadership there. Uh, that could always trickle down or into uh, other avenues. Speaking of, before I forget, uh, was it who was it last night? Oh, for the check it out the the Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they got eliminated, but I looked at their head coach. I, I was like dumbstruck. I go, is that? They look like Andrew Cuomo. Uh, no, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, the brother, the CNN, uh, the communist reporter. Um, it looked like he was coaching the Calgary, not the Calgary, the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. I looked at it for a second, and I don't. I love doppelgangers and lookalikes. And so if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, look up Carolina Hurricanes hockey uh, coach and tell me if that does not look like like Chris Cuomo. It's like, man, he, he, after being fired by, by CNN, he, he found himself a, a job uh, coaching, coaching hockey in Canada. That, that sounds about right for, for Chris Cuomo. Anyway, Colorado against Edmonton, New York Rangers against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, should be an exciting uh, couple of uh, playoff series remaining. And, and then after that, of course, Lord Stanley Cup will be on 
on the line in the Stanley Cup final, not Stanley Cup finals. I learned that uh, a few years ago. So congrats to those teams making a run. Um, have you guys ever dated somebody? I bring this up occasionally. You ever bring, you ever date someone and you're just like, you know what? Um, we're we're going to give it a try again. You break up. Maybe, uh, maybe it's an ugly breakup or just a peaceful one, but someone wants somebody back. You try, you go, okay, you know what? I bet, I bet they are going to be, they'll be better this time. They know my, they know my, um, my grievances, the things that uh, anger me and irritate me. So they said, they swore to me that they, that they changed those things. And I've been on both sides of this. So it's not just the, you know, a man, female thing. It's a, I've been on both sides of being like, Hey, I'll change or Hey, okay. They said they'll change. You try to get back together, man. It's good early, right? First couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden uh, about a month in, maybe earlier than that, it's like, yep, we should have stayed broken up. This was not, I gave you a chance or I got given a chance and it just, uh, it wasn't going to work out bad, uh, bad, bad idea. And uh, I, I just say this because I feel this way about the NBA. I, I, I swore them off for so long. I started to, all right, I'll watch a little here. They're getting a little less woke, of course. And then uh, I'm like, oh, let me tune in. I saw some game at the barbecue, uh, but there was a situation in the uh, Miami Heat game before they got eliminated uh, i think it was game six and and they you know they paid tribute to the the um uh, violence uh, victims going on around the country in the various cities but then of course after their their big tribute the moment of silence then they they wanted to get involved uh before a basketball game saying contact your local senator about uh you know ways that we want um we want things to be done uh steve kerr uh, you're the head coach of the Warriors. You're, you're just an embarrassment. You, you are the biggest tantrum thrower I've ever seen in my life. Um, you, 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 he, let me slow down. Let me slow down. Let me, let me get there in a second. But uh, the NBA, I just go, well, you know what? I, I, I tried to tune in a little bit. It just, it sucks me in. She brings me back and I'm like, why did I do this? I knew, I knew she wasn't going to change. Why did I come back to this? So uh, and then if I didn't need anything worse to happen, this is an absolute nightmare NBA finals for, uh, a Southern California, uh, fan, a, a, a true, a Laker fan, a true LA sports fan. Not one of these fake, uh, LA 49er fans or whatever, whatever you are. I don't even want to call you guys anymore. Um, if you're a true LA sports fan, this is a nightmare for the NBA finals. Not only is the Boston Celtics, but then it's a golden state warriors. Someone, uh, the Southern Oregon team that the Northern California, uh, not like LA is much better, but that, that wasteland up there. So you got uh, two of the regions that you're supposed to hate universally as an LA sports fan, not root for the Dodgers and then uh, cheer on uh, the warriors or, or, or whatever, cheer on the 49ers. No, no, no. That's, that's not what an LA sports fan does. The only sports fans supposed to despise teams from Northern California, supposed to despise teams from the East Coast, specifically Boston and probably New York. That's what they're supposed to do. And if people would just listen to me, maybe, maybe we'd have more peace on this earth. I don't know. It's just, it's a rule and I'm declaring it a rule. And if you're not going to be an LA sports fan, that's fine. Don't be one. Root for, root for whoever you root for uh, the green Bay Packers. We get a whole nother, those bunch of people here too, in Southern California, green Bay Packer fans who, who uh, won't root for the Milwaukee bucks. Come on, pick a city, pick a state, pick a region. 
Anyway, I'm a little worked up over this whole NBA finals thing because this is a nightmare. I mean, not only am I not going to watch it now uh, because they sucked me back in and said, oh, we're going to be woke now, but it's two teams. Now, I respect kind of the war, but they're led by Steve Kerr. So now I'm like, okay, I'm out. Sorry. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not doing it. But Matt, they're from California. That's Southern Oregon, LA, California, and uh, Fresno. Anything above that? That's the demilitarized zone. It's Fresno, California. Anything north of that? Sorry, I get I get friends who live up there. I understand. I pray for them every day for their safety, for their not to be corrupted by Northern California sports. And unfortunately, we got uh, we got Intel down. We got. Northern California sports squadrons down here in Southern California. <sighs> nightmare. Absolute nightmare NBA finals. Could not be worse. I'm trying to think of a worse NBA finals. People are like, oh, the Clippers. Ah, but the Clippers only go to the NBA finals in like, uh, not Madden. What's the NBA game? I don't even know. NBA Jam, NBA Street. Clippers would never go to the finals. Uh, and then who's the other team that? No, the, it's the Boston Celtics. You have the Boston Celtics in the finals. All root against them. Oh, okay. Well, yes, you get the. Golden State Warriors over here. I, I, I'm not rooting for them. This is a nightmare. This is horrible. This would be Super Bowl related. This would be this would be Raiders 49ers to me. Yeah. That'd be that'd be an absolute nightmare. Raiders 49ers Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be the one I probably don't watch. Which is it's just weird to think about. Anyway. Nightmare NBA finals. I don't know what to say, what to do. I probably, I'm going to have to watch hockey. I, I'm sorry. That's just, that's just what I'm going to have to do. Um, okay. The elephant in the room is the, um, the news from last week and uh, previous on the previous podcast, I talked about um, shooting in Buffalo, New York, where a great, great deal of loss of life. Uh, since then we've had uh, a shooting in uh, Southern California. Maybe we talked about that already, the, the, the shooting there at, at the church in Orange County. And then uh, the absolute uh, massacre, devastating news out of uh, Texas, Uval- Uvalde, Texas, uh, last week where um, 21 people were killed, 19 of them children. I believe my numbers are correct there. Uh, at a school, an 18-year-old uh, managed to get inside a school. There's a lot of news still coming out about um, how he got in the school. If, you know, there were signs obviously before, um, before this even happened about some of his Facebook posts, he shot his grandmother before he went into this school. Uh, just a truly, uh, tragic scene in, in Texas and for our country last week. And, you know, people want to say people, people immediately jump into politics with this stuff rather than, uh, let people grieve. And, and I understand it from this standpoint. There's people who truly do believe that if you take guns off the streets, if you, ta- if you just fix the gun laws, if you just make it so that there's background checks and that if you just do all those things, these people, they truly, there are people that truly do believe that if we do those things, that these tragedies will stop. I disagree with that, but I understand in some way, their heart, I want to say their heart's in the right place. Not all of them. There's plenty of people too, who just want to rip away guns because they don't want your freedom. They don't want your, you to have uh, your, your second amendment rights. They don't want you to have um, uh, the uh, opportunity to defend yourself. And this is where I circle back to someone like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr uh, wants to you know, look at his dad was killed 
uh, in another country uh, by terrorists. Uh, he hates guns, um, yet every day he walks into a building where he is, uh, you know, escorted and guarded by people with guns. So if Steve Kerr truly did mean the things that he said, I think it would be a bold proclamation for him to say, I'm not going to have uh, armed security anymore. I'm not going to do it. That would at least, I would take you seriously. But when you say we need to do something and throw your tantrum at your table, um, all you're doing is, is trying to get woke points. All you, okay. And, and I want to say it from this standpoint, as far as guns go. Okay. Unfortunately, we had three recent shootings. Okay. That kind of gives us data points, kind of gives us examples, right? Um, in two of the places, in two of the locations of the, uh, the, the gun violence, New York and California, two of the places with the most strict gun laws out there. Uh, there's probably not another law that could have been made that would have prevented this tragedy. In Texas, a state that uh, has a lot more gun rights, has a lot less gun laws, less restrictive, we'll say, um, the, this individual uh, purchased a firearm uh, with you know, a background check. And because he was 18 years old, you don't have much of a background unless you have a rap sheet as a, as a juvenile or something. There's not much to check as far as the background goes. So that's another thing you hear a lot with backgrounds. They, they, there are background checks. And unfortunately, the loophole in a background check is if you've never done anything bad in the past, which uh, a lot of these, un unfortunately, these incidences happen, it is the first time uh, monsters of this nature uh, have done something like this. So it, nothing pops up pops off on their background check, unfortunately. So that is, that is just a, a loophole in, 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 uh, in that concept. And, and again, uh, it, it's crazy to me. Now I know there were kids involved and, and I, I can't express how horrible this is enough. And I'm sure I'll get people who want to call me, you know, you're just a second amendment, uh, you know, NRA guy who doesn't care about, uh, uh, kids or people. And no, far from it. I, I care, uh, greatly about kids. I care greatly about all individuals uh, in the United States and, and around the world. I, I don't like uh, people dying, anybody dying. I don't want anyone to die. Well, I want some people to die. Some, the, evil, the, guy, the guy that uh, committed these atrocities, I want him to die. He needs to die and die sooner. And, and I'm curious for you anti-death penalty people. This is a great example. What would you do had this guy lived? Would you say, hey, he needs to be life in prison? Or would you say, let's execute him immediately? So I, I, I would like to be consistent in that area. Someone that does something this, uh, this heinous and this evil, I would like to see them, them executed very soon. I am very happy he was killed in this incident. Uh, but anyway, well, I'm going to calm down and stay calm here. I'm going to try to take this slow. So you have to ask yourselves, people just say, we need background checks. We need sensible, that's my favorite. We need sensible gun laws. We need common sense gun laws. But you notice that they're never specific when they say that. You, again, the left's very good about catchphrases and lines and, and the language. Um, what law, you got to ask yourself, it's unfortunate. I'm not trying to diminish what happened. I can't say that enough. But what specific law 
would have changed what happened? Would what specific law would prevent a criminal committing a crime? I'll tell you one way we could we could have started. I've said this for months now. First of all, the whole concept of making crime illegal again. Okay, California, I, I'm shocked this doesn't happen more because crime is almost encouraged. Oh, you oh, you committed a crime? Yeah, we'll let you right back out. COVID or, or whatever, or prisons are crowded. Use the prison inmates, put them to work, build more prisons. And then they're going to want their prison to be nice because it's their living arrangements, right? So maybe they're going to work a little hard. They won't shortcut, uh, you know, the construction and everything. Let's put them to work. I, I'm just brainstorming and I'm sure I'm mad. That's how could you, that's reprehensible. How could you say that? I don't know. What we're doing isn't working. So maybe we try something a little more extreme. But the whole concept of decriminalizing crime, basically, that is attributed to these things. We, we've had guns in this country for years. We didn't have all these massive shootings that we've had since Columbine. It's a lot of copycat stuff, I know. But what has changed? What has changed? We get more guns, more access to them. I, I would argue that we've had less access to guns. Now, someone could steal something from their parents or, you know, uh, which is irresponsible and not lock things up and guns are stolen, uh, criminals on the street. You think every gun registered by the, the bloods and the crips, you think you think all their guns are registered and, and purchased properly? You think all the murders that are going on in Chicago daily? You think those guns are registered? You think those are legally purchased firearms? Probably not. Now, in this incidence, in Texas, the gun was legally purchased, and that's what's, what's raising everybody, uh, what's riling everybody up. The fact that this gun was purchased and then it went, it, it was used to, to murder 19 children. But what we don't look at is the individuals. We want to constantly look at the guns. It, it, it's crazy, especially when it's a narrative base. It sickens me, really. The murders in, uh, in, in New York, the murders in, in California, they weren't as made a big, as much a big a deal of, no, not because it was less people who died, but because there's already pretty heavy gun laws in those states. That shows you how sick some of the leadership is. Well, we'll get to those later. Oh, but this happened in Texas. They have like free gun laws there. We got, we're going to jump all over this one. And yes, because 19 children were killed. Okay, I'm saying uncomfortable things that uh, someone may not want to hear, but we have to look internally. Again, if I'll, I'll play along. I, I don't want gun violence. I, I can't express that enough. I don't want it. Um, people want to blame, want to blame the NRA for uh, anytime one of these things happen. Although to my knowledge, I don't know any of these mass shooters being uh, any of them being NRA members. Um, Someone would argument is well, Matt, but they, they, they push uh, and they don't let gun restrictions happen. What, what gun restrictions uh, can we put out there? What are these common law gun restrictions? What are the, you know, I just want, I want clarity. There's also no comments on the daily gun violence that goes on in a city like Chicago. I say Chicago because it's basically a war zone and uh, the numbers speak for themselves. There's gun violence there every, but, but again, Chicago, what do they have? Really restrictive gun laws. So that's not a story. We can't talk about the dozens of people uh, killed every week there, every week, dozens, more than in Evaldi, more than in Buffalo, but no, if it's a mass shooter attacking everyone, well, now we have to politicize this. This is how sick some of the politicians are. 
does all life matter? I thought we were talking about that, you know, anyway. Um, and, and yeah, for you celebrities, you Steve Kerr's of the world, you uh, Gabe Kapler, who wants to kneel now to, or not kneel, just not come out for the national anthem. Again, I've said this before about anthem kneelers. They take the, the anthem and they take something. We're supposed to honor other people who have made our country, our lives better. The opportunity, to, and yes, you have the American, you have the right to protest here in America. I, yes. Okay, fine. But you're taking something that's not about you. You're, it's not about you. And, and it's really funny protesting the national anthem regarding like gun rights, as the song is basically being written as England has invaded uh, America in the War of 1812. Almost, what would that be? 30, 40 years after uh, the Declaration of Independence and all that stuff. So uh, that, that is the true irony, which is uh, hysterical. I'm sure people don't want to hear me talk about guns up here. People are like, man, you're just, you know what? We got to change. We need change. We need, ch okay, offer a solution. Don't say you're not going to collect every gun in America. That's, that's not going to happen. What are you going to do? Universal background checks? What if no one's had anything on their background check and then they go commit a murder? I have some solutions and they're not really related to guns. I think it has a lot to do with uh, social media, with locking kids indoors for two years, with taking uh, basically any mention of God out of this country. How about family structure? How about families? And, and again, when something like this happens, my first thought is, where's this dude's parents? Does he have both parents? Does he have any parents? He shot his grandmother. I mean, uh, fathers in the home, that's a real deal. You can't mention that. No, no, no. That's, that's not a root cause. We have changed so much as a, as a society. Um, just our foundation is just, it's just rocked. And again, I'll say it again. We've had guns in this country forever. Lots of guns. More guns probably in the past because you could purchase almost anything back in the day. And where was all these mass shootings? And, and I don't want to hear, all, oh, America is the only place where this happens. It's not the only place this happens. It's the only place the media will tell you that it happens. But that's just not true. So I'm not saying it should be the Wild West. Everyone should have a gun and we just see what happens. No, I understand that there are restrictions that, you know, common sense gun law. I think there are common sense gun laws out there. Uh, common sense gun laws. Have they worked in California? Have they worked in Illinois? Have they worked in, uh, in New York? Have they worked? Typically, typically the places with the most restrictive gun laws have the most gun violence. So you got to ask yourself, what, why is, why does that happen? And this whole Uvalde shooting, it is very, very suspicious to me. Yes, someone went into a school and shot up uh, a bunch of kids. What's really troubling is hearing some of the reports about law enforcement activity, uh, why a door was left open at the school that uh, allowed him to enter, what took so long for law enforcement to get into the school. As the uh, gunman was in there, uh, locked in, in rooms with, with kids, like there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And um, it, it just, it's, it sickens me that we live in a world where um, something like this can happen.
and and immediately everyone want to point to the gun point to the gun how about the evil person that i called him a person i'm sorry how about the evil uh being that committed these acts how about the evil being that ran over a bunch of people in a parade in walk in waukesha wisconsin do we ban trucks when that happened do we ban this is going to be very unpopular but i don't care i'm at a point in my life guys i don't care i saw this meme and i said you know what that's pretty darn accurate. This is a very dark thing to say. And no one thinks more about 9-11 than me. I shouldn't say that. There were victims there who, who went through it all. But some, the 9-11 has been on my mind uh, ever since the, the day I, I saw it. I witnessed it. Not in person, of course. But um, when 9-11 happened, what did we do as a country? Did we have less flights? No. We we firmed up a way to have tighter security. We got, we, you know, we don't like things we got to go through at TSA now. All right. But it's for a reason. We don't want those, that tragedy to strike again. So I'm up for, again, a, a, a common sense in their words, common sense, uh, law lit, litigation, whatever, not litigation, but just what is it? California, they do things like, well, you can't have a 12-round magazine, but you can have a 10-round magazine. Oh, that, that, that's supposed to magically fix a tragedy. Guy, you just reload. Two, two extra bullets, you shouldn't need, you shouldn't need 12 bullets. That's, that's an example of the type of laws that California creates. You shouldn't, you, you're not allowed to have a 12-round magazine. You can have a 10-round magazine. That's, a, that's an example. That law is supposed to save lives, I guess. AR, it's an assault rifle, an assault weapon. What is an assault weapon? Can you explain? Can somebody um, define what an assault weapon is? Well, it, it, it's a military. Yeah, it's, it's a military uh, grade uh, weapon. No one needs. Uh, no one needs. No one needs. No, the government does not need to be telling me what I do or don't need. That slippery slope, that's, that's why gas prices are $8 here in, in uh, Los Angeles. Because people don't need gasoline. It's evil. It's ruining the country. It, it's ruining our earth. Well, you can still have it. We're just going to charge you an arm and a leg for it. In California, because we have high, we tax everything. We're going to have a gas tax because we care about the environment. We don't care about poor people who have to pay the $8 a gallon in gas. We pretend to care about poor people, but we really don't care about poor people. Do you see how this all works? We're going to restrict your water usage. What? Excuse me? I pay for the water. Yes, but you, you can only have so much of it. This is a very slippery slope when we start telling people what you do need. You know what we don't need? We don't need social media. We don't need podcasts. We don't need big TVs. Uh, how about food? How about food shortage? Shit, we all overeat. I know I do. Uh, let's restrict how much food you're allowed to have. Does this sound like socialism? That's the a, that's a slope you go down when you start down this route. So I can't express it enough. The tragedies we've seen the past few weeks and, and the, the people that I, I'm tired of saying thoughts and prayers. I, I want, I want things to change. Well, why don't you look inside your communities generally are the ones, uh, the Democrat run uh, communities are the ones that are most violent. So let's start there. 
And as far as common sense gun law, okay, yeah, if you have a if you have a a, a record, a criminal record, I'd be I'd be in favor of uh, of restricting a purchase there. I'm not I'm not stupid and think just anyone should have whatever they want. Um, I'm all for it, but you got to provide. You have to provide facts and numbers, and and you have to provide things that will help. You can't just say, there's, I don't know of a law passed that would have prevented this tragedy. I don't know of one. I can't think of one because most people who want to murder people, they don't care what law they're breaking. They're literally going to break a law. Make, let's make murder more illegal. It is illegal and it's wrong and it's evil. We'll make it, make it more. If, if you make it more illegal, somehow make it not just illegal, but super illegal then it won't happen. That's the logic. And that's the slippery slope we go down. I'll try to break away from this. I, I will tell you guys right now, if you've listened to this long enough uh, today, you're still with me. That There will be a, a pretty heavy discussion about this on Friday as I am scheduled right now to be joined by Mr. Bill Barnes. We're supposed to record uh, Thursday morning for our Friday podcast. He's coming uh, you know, not out of retirement, but I told you he'd, he'd come on once every couple months onto the podcast as a Friday guest because uh, he was a fan favorite. And he's he's pretty heated about uh, some of the things going on in, in the country the past few weeks. And, and he's ready to uh, to unload. And, and we might debate some of this. Um, definitely Bill Barnes will say his piece and uh, and I will as well. So that is the plan for this Friday. I will, uh, of course, keep you guys posted of that on uh, social media and forth, but I will, I will back away from it a little bit for now. I guess ultimately I'll say common sense and senseless gun, gun laws, uh, what are they? I, I need examples. You know, you can't just say a magical phrase that makes everybody feel good. You need an actual, like, back it up. Okay, what is that? Uh, and number two, there's a lot more that, that goes on uh, that, that, that is uh, contributing to, to this than the firearm. I would argue the firearm is probably the least of the cause of it's the end result. It's what it's the, the, it's the weapon that is used in these atrocities. But before that guy, that insane person pulls the trigger, what leads up to that moment? I think those are things we can work on. And unfortunately you bring up fathers in the home, you bring up uh, putting, you know, God back in people's lives, people, you know, uh, my, ch- my church attendance has, has, has wavered big time, but, uh, you know, for a lot of people do regular churchgoers, you see some of these guys are, are they out there committing crimes? You know, it's just like, it's not the bandaid, but it's definitely some of the old school ways, you know, that, that we, that we don't like to look back on. Um, maybe they were around for so long because they worked you know, Oh, it's a new age. You're an old fuddy, whatever. I don't even, I'll, I'll get off it, but Bill Barnes on Friday. I hope you'll join me for that episode. And I will try to step away from some of my commentary here regarding uh, the, the gun violence we've seen. And uh, I will instead rotate pivot to uh, some baseball talk as this past weekend was really a great weekend uh, for college baseball, the conference tournaments, uh, they absolutely delivered the first ever Pac-12 tournament was really something to see um, uh, the the all the conferences crowned a champion, meaning uh, somebody that 
or a team that would be represented into the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. And then Monday, the field of 64 was announced. So it was a really, really great uh, weekend of baseball, some big upsets, some crazy moments. Uh, I will run through a few right now. Uh, Stanford, who's one of the top teams in the country, they swept the Pac-12 tournament four games to none, didn't lose at all. They uh, had some great wins. Uh, it was the semifinal, though, that really got the, uh, the, the, the news uh, of the weekend. Uh, Oregon State and UCLA played an absolute marathon on uh, Saturday. They actually played two games. This was the first game. Uh, Oregon State needed one win to advance to the final. UCLA needed to beat Oregon State twice because uh, the Beavers hadn't lost yet and the Bruins had one loss. And uh, this will pay – this will – uh, th- this will uh, feed into our baseball term of the day um, uh, for the end of the show. But in most of these tournaments and the postseason in college baseball, it's all double elimination. So once you lose two games, you're out. And so that's why you see these teams sometimes that uh, you have a back-to-back game where you got to beat somebody uh, twice. It's basically like a team uh, being down three games to two in a seven game series, you got to win game six and seven, right. To advance. So, uh, sometimes that comes up in these tournaments and it was Oregon state who needed one more win. They were up 21 to 12 in the first game of this, uh, what ended up being a two game semifinal UCLA scored nine runs in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game. Uh, I think they scored all those nine of those runs with uh, like no outs or like they, before there was an out recorded. So they tied the game at 21 all Oregon state got a run in the top of the 10th and then UCLA uh, scored, uh, scored once and then had a three run walk off home run to win the game 25 to 22 in one of the craziest baseball games I've ever seen. And it was five hours and 44 minutes uh, for a 10 inning game, which is a, just a lifetime uh, a ton of pitching changes and things. Uh, but for all the people that are like, we want more offense in baseball. It's like, really? This is what you want? 25, 22? I don't think the UCLA or the Oregon State football teams scored uh, 25 or 22 points uh, during most of their football games this year. So that was something to see. But uh, almost 50 hits, uh, almost a six-hour game, uh, over five hours for nine innings. I mean, it just, it was crazy. And then they turned turned around and played each other again 45 minutes later. This time, Oregon State uh, pulled away and won and advanced to the Pac-12 championship where they lost to Stanford. So that was kind of the big news from the weekend as far as conference tournaments went. Um, uh, both Stanford and Oregon State ended up being host cities for the 16 regionals, which I'll get to in a second. But I want to run down a few notable uh, conference tournament uh, results uh, in the WCC. Uh, San Diego swept their four-team uh, tournament three games to none. Uh, same with the Mountain West Air Force, the Air Force Academy, with their first ever conference tournament win. I believe their first ever trip to the NCAA tournament. So there's a reason. There's a reason to root for a team if your team is not in this year's tournament. Hey, pull for them, Falcons, man. The first first time in school's history for them, at least winning the tournament. Uh, New Mexico State they swept the WAC tournament four games to none. SEC, who is hands down. Uh, or, or the best ter- best conference for sure, but I want to say Tennessee, hands down the best team uh, in the tournament this year. They are the number one team in the nation. They 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 lead the nation, I think, in home runs and in ERA. So they can slug it, they can pitch it. Just a complete team, a little too rowdy for my taste, but we'll see what happens with them in the postseason. They dominated the uh, the SEC tournament. Oklahoma against texas and they played it in the big 12 tournament they played it in the rangers ballpark globe globe life theater or whatever it is globe no that's the place in uh 
in uh, England for the uh, Shakespeare theaters, but anyway, globe, globe field, whatever it is they played there. Uh, that was pretty cool to see the big 12 teams playing there. TCU against Texas was pretty crowded. And then of course, t- Texas and Oklahoma for the, the title was really cool to see. And it was Oklahoma who routed Texas in the big 12 title game to become uh, big 12 champs and get in the tournament themselves. So uh, congrats to the Clark family out there. As I know they listen to the podcast quite a bit. Oklahoma Sooners win the Big 12. In the ACC, it was North Carolina who beat NC State for the ACC championship in in an all-Carolina battle there. And I do feel for a school like NC State, if you guys remember last year, they uh, were in basically the final four of the College World Series. They were in the driver's seat to go to the national championship game. And because of stupid COVID testing protocols and all this, when no one else in the stadium was getting tested, Um, They had some guys test positive and had to play uh, a game with like 10 guys and then ultimately had to basically forfeit their opportunity to play themselves into the national championship game. Uh, The reason I bring all this up is uh, NC state got to the ACC championship game. I know not every team can make the tournament, but I feel like they got robbed, especially after last year, the NCAA shutting them down in Omaha to then uh, not give them a bid. And I know it's all, it's all, you know, uh, earn not given. I just, uh, that didn't sit well with me that North Carolina state did not get a chance to go into the NCAA tournament after advancing to the ACC championship game. And what happened last year, I just kind of like, come on, man, give, throw them a bone. I know everyone has a reason they think they deserve to get in, but I, I would have liked to seen the, uh, the, um, Wolfpack get in the, uh, the, the, the 64 field, uh, tournament there. And finally Michigan, the big 10 champion, they rallied. I think they score a, the one, uh, they beat all four top seeds. They were the five seed. They beat all four other seeds in, in the tournament uh, to get in. I don't think they would have got in the NCAA tournament had they not won, but their offense looks great. Michigan Wolverines, the scratch and claw their way into the NCAA tournament. So that was kind of just a few conference tournament results I thought you guys would find interesting. Um, the the final four, see, final four, no, excuse me. In, in the uh, NCAA tournament, there's 64 teams. Okay, so 16 uh, teams, or excuse me, 16 uh, four-team regionals this weekend, right? So 16 teams host three other teams, uh, who, and then one team out of those four teams advances to the Super Regionals. That's how you have 16 teams go to the Super Regionals. So it's uh, rather exciting. When the NCAA releases uh, the field of 64, they, they release the top eight seeds. Basically, it's this kind of like in basketball when they say, hey, hey, here's the four number one seeds in the four different brackets. It's kind of the same way in baseball. They're like, here's the top eight seeds, meaning if they advance to the Super Regionals, these eight teams will host. And theoretically, this is who they project to go to the College World Series, the top eight teams. So uh, I'll give you those eight right now. I already mentioned Tennessee as number one. Uh, Stanford at two and Oregon State in in uh, third. They they played each other in the Pac-12 tournament. They're the only two teams on the West Coast that are going to host regionals. Uh, so they, they could be the big-time uh, West Coast representat- rep- representatives moving forward here into the tournament. Uh, at four is Virginia Tech, five Texas A&M, six Miami, seven Oklahoma State, and eight East Carolina. So those are your top eight seeds who on paper should be the eight teams that go to Omaha. But we have to play out this weekend to uh, determine which 16 teams will come out of 
these 16 team, uh, these four team regionals. And then after that, it's a head to head in the super regionals with one other team, a best two out of three. So again, double elimination. Once you lose two games this weekend, you're out. Uh, and, and the following weekend it's two out of three. So if you lose two, obviously you're done as well. Um, but anyway, lots of good baseball this weekend uh, of note for you, UCLA fans out there, they will be in the Auburn regional uh, going up against Florida state this Friday, 9. AM first pitch on ESPN two. So be sure to tune in there. I know I got a lot of UCLA uh, Bruin fans out there, but be sure to follow that regional. And it's a lot of fun guys. You play one game Friday, a game Saturday. Um, if you're, if you're still alive after the first two games, you'll, you might play one or two games on Sunday and then an if necessary game uh, on Monday to see who will advance out of these four team regionals. So it's a great weekend for baseball as it was last weekend, because this week is, is all do or die. It's uh, it's uh, when, when uh, you need three or four wins uh, to advance and you cannot lose more than one time. Uh, before you're eliminated. So it's just so much fun. One of my favorite weekends of the year. I want to mention briefly, I said last week, Azusa Pacific and Point Loma University, they were playing in a a Division II Super Regional, a three-game series. Uh, Whoever won two games was going to advance to the Division II World Series. Uh, Friday, Point Loma won uh, won the first game. Saturday uh, was game one of a possible doubleheader. APU won that game to force the extra game. Uh, Game three on Saturday, and it was Point Loma who took down the APU Cougars and at Point Loma advances to carry North Carolina for the division two college world series, uh, where they will play uh, seven other teams, eight teams in Cary, North Carolina, same format as in division one, but congrats to the APU Cougars on a great season. And man, uh, you know, they get so close every year. I know some, some people who listen, no people, no uh, students who go to that school or are affiliated and APU baseball, they keep, keep getting so close every year. They're always one game, maybe two games away from the world series and uh, you hate to say it, but Hey, maybe there's always next year. Uh, additionally on Memorial day, I did watch the uh, California community college state championship game. Congrats to the Riverside community college uh, tigers as they're uh, if you've been to their football games. You know what I mean by that Riverside community college tigers on winning the state championship. They defeated uh, the host school Folsom Lake in the championship game on Saturday. Folsom needed to win two, uh, or excuse me, on Monday, but uh, it was Riverside who took uh, took the first game, so second game was not needed. They swept the state re- state final, winning three consecutive games, three games, no losses to become your 2022 California Community College state champion. So congrats to them. All right. Have I gone through all my baseball stuff? I sure have. I talked about Bill Barnes. Um, I'm going to have, again, some topics uh, this next week. Let me see. I'll get to all that stuff. I'll get that. Jim Gray. Jim Gray made a comment. Uh, briefly before our ninth inning segment, uh, boxing from this weekend, Javante Davis, Tank Davis, uh, absolutely KO'd Rolando Romero. He improves now to 27-0. and 0. He won the W. WBA lightweight title and uh, what's impressive about Tank Davis, Javante Davis is 27 and 0 with 25 knockouts. So if this guy steps in the ring, he's knocking somebody out and it was a, a counter left hook as he was being pushed up up against the ropes by Romero that he kind of countered with that left hand that absolutely chin checked Romero. He went flying into the ropes, uh went down got up the referee did a great job of saying you know hey walk to me walk over there and and called it but uh if you haven't seen that i posted that on social media you guys know i love i love my boxing so 
uh, Javante Davis with a great knockout uh, over the weekend over Rolando Romero and uh, some, some good fight, a uh, good fight this weekend, free fight alert, free fight alert uh, on ESPN. It's uh, George Gamboso Gambosos. It's a uh, lightweight. Uh, is this undisputed? No, I don't know if this would be uh, Devin Haney against uh, George Gambosos. Uh, great uh, fight in, in the lightweight division, multiple belts on the line, seven o'clock PM Pacific. I know there's going to be a lot of college baseball to watch, but if you're looking for a good fight, uh, the, the, obviously the main event of that card, seven o'clock ESPN, you don't want to miss that. Tell me what you guys think of, uh, of those two fighters. Cause they're two best in the business. Uh, real Hondo prep, uh, alert here, real Hondo prep. Just uh, quick little uh, notes from uh, the past week or so. Want to give some props to uh, a couple student athletes from Real Hondo Prep. As you guys know, I love to talk about my alma mater here. First, on the baseball side of things, uh, a couple of young men were first team all prep league for Real Hondo Prep. Uh, senior Gio Ortega, who's done so many great things in his athletic career. And it was also junior Ryan McCullough who finished first team all prep league for Rio Hondo prep. Uh, Rio also had two guys on the second team uh, for their baseball program. Second, all league second team. And that was Trevor Scott and Ray Montez, both of them seniors. So congrats to all those guys on a stellar athletic career, but also a, uh, you know, working hard there in baseball. It's the, probably the least, I don't know, the, the least uh, attractive sport at Rio. Maybe some would say basketball, but uh, guys put in the work and, and really did a great job of, uh, of, of, of being uh, multi-sport athletes for the cares. So congrats to all those guys on their uh, success on the baseball field. Uh, additionally, the girls softball program at Rio posted uh, some, some really big time, uh, so, some really big time um, athletes on the uh, all prep league side of things. It was Tatiana Four, the Rio Hondo prep uh, pitcher who was the most valuable pitcher of the prep league. So congrats to her. She's had a, a just an amazing career at Rio uh, in the circle there, um, leading the charge for for the cares on all of their softball adventures. But Rio had a lot of other girls here on the list, uh, all prep league first team, uh, Grace Pollock, Madison Metz, and Tatiana Four, as I mentioned, as well as L Curtis for for uh all first team uh, prep league softball players there. So congrats, ladies. Additionally, Reagan Johnson, Rachel Chang, and Avery Pollock uh, made all prep league second team. So congrats to the uh, the Cares in baseball and softball representing uh, Real Hondo Prep qu- quite well. Prepresenting, we'll say. Uh, and just a reminder, as I continue to work on over the weekend, the Charge to Keep podcast uh, I'm working. I worked on the backgrounds. I posted uh, a version of our alma mater. I'm very excited about this upcoming podcast where you will be able to find all real Hondo prep content, most notably the football program here because we are going to have episodes uh, starting one in June, one in July, and probably every week starting in August. So I hope you guys will add that podcast to your podcast platforms and subscriptions as I'm just very, very excited about that. And I will try to put all the real Hondo prep thoughts and, and uh, accolades and awards and everything on that, that podcast, same studio here, same, same everything, but it's just going to be a new background. It's going to be new logos. Uh, it's a whole entire different podcast. If you have not already, please go on YouTube, please go on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you look for your social media or wherever you find your, 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 your podcast, give give me a like, give me a follow. They're on social media as well, our, our information, Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter. Uh, we have charts to keep podcast uh, pages. If you need specifically to find them or need my help, by all means, uh, reach out to me and I'll point you in the right direction. But can't wait for that podcast upcoming. All right. To the bottom of the ninth we go. And that means we are going to be talking about a baseball slang term as well as a baseball rule uh, as, as we try to educate ourselves here during the very long baseball season that started in in April for the big leaguers. But before that, it was college baseball starting in February and they're into their postseason. And so uh, we, as we get into the summer here, this is when it kind of becomes baseball is the, the premier everything. Once hockey and the NBA is out of the way, it's all baseball all summer long and uh, some really, really good memories and, and, and good good things regarding baseball. But two, two things we're going to learn today. The first is our baseball slang term. And uh, this one's pretty easy, but it's, it's specifically for college baseball. And I just talked to you guys about um, the double elimination format in college baseball, right? You got to lose two games and uh, you lose two, you're out um, in the college world series. It's two, 14 brackets. So it's, it's whoever wins, you know, double elimination out of these four, whoever's left remaining and whoever's double, double elimination out of these four, there's one remaining and then they play each other in a two out of three uh championship series so theoretically you could lose twice in omaha once in the double elimination play and then once in the uh championship series but you're not eliminated because there's two different uh uh let me see formats brackets whatever so anyway double elimination in college baseball here in the postseason and so that is where today's term comes from two and q hey how'd you guys do uh, in the regionals ah we went two and q and very simply said, it's a, a short uh, version, a short way to say that we went, we lost our first two games. And then uh, you say Q because the saying goes, we went O2 barbecue, meaning O and two, we lost our first two games. And then we're on to uh, the, bar- the summer barbecue, right? It's just done. So uh, O2 barbecue, that's why pe- people say, oh yeah, they went, oh, they're two and Q, two and Q, they're done. Uh, just two quick losses in the tournament and, and they're out. So O2 barbecue, that's what it means by it when people say yeah, two and Q. And again, that's only a college baseball term, but I thought in honor of the uh, postseason that I would throw that out there to you guys. So hopefully your team does not go two and Q this weekend uh, or next weekend or in Omaha, you know, any playoff round, you want uh, the barbecue to wait until as long as possible. So don't go two and Q guys. Uh, now, baseball rule. I was waiting to kind of when to use this, when to, when to talk about this, but I'll just say it today. Um, you know, umpires are getting a lot of grief. Umpires are getting screamed at a lot of abuse. They, you know, no one thinks they do anything right. Um, and so I wanted to kind of put them at the forefront of the rule today. Uh, it's actually kind of two rules. It's the same terminology, but for like two very different plays. So I talked to you guys a few weeks ago about obstruction versus interference and uh, obstruction is by the defense and interference for the most part is on the uh is on the offense i don't don't want to mess that up Uh, but today i'm going to talk to you about umpire interference and yes there is such a thing there's also a time when uh the umpire might get in the way but it's not specified in the rule book that it is interference of any kind but there are two types of umpire interference uh one is generally by a plate umpire and one is generally by a base umpire well i guess one is yeah one can only be by the plate umpire anyway the two 
Examples of umpire interference is a runner stealing a base. The catcher catches the ball, goes to throw the ball to retire the runner, attempt to retire the runner, and he hits uh, the umpire's mask. That's 99 times out of 100 when this does happen. He hits the umpire's mask. The umpire interferes with his ability to complete the throw. Uh, the um, it's an embarrassing moment. It, 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 sometimes it just happened. You, you do try to get in a position where you're out of the catcher's way, but sometimes the pitch doesn't go where it, it's, uh, it's, you know, wants to go. And so it just happens sometimes with catcher Cox hits the umpire's mask or his body or whatever, and it affects his throw to retire the runner. The ball remains live. So if he is, if he hits the umpire's mask and he still hits the, the uh, still retires the base runner, then the ball remains live and uh, it's treated as if it didn't happen. Okay. But if the runner is able to achieve the base safely, uh, it's just kind of like a do over. Hey, it's embarrassing. Hey, umpire interference. He hit my mask runner by rule has to go back. He's not out. He's only out if the catcher is still able to throw him out. So the penalty for umpire interference of a catcher attempting to retire a base runner is the runner just has to go back uh, to the base at the time of the pitch. So again, if it, um, if he's able to throw out the runner and then other runners are moving on, the interference is ignored because his initial throw uh, retired a, a, a base runner. Uh, so that is umpire interference from a plate umpire standpoint. The only other umpire interference that is specified in the rule book is a batted ball that hits an umpire that has not passed a, an infielder other than the pitcher. So an example, a lot of times the base umpire will be inside, meaning on the infield grass behind the pitcher kind of uh, staggered to either first base side or second base side. Um, if he is hit by a line drive, a ground ball, a ball that is not touched. That's the other, that's the other, um, ter uh, not terminology. That is other criteria. The ball cannot be touched. So I said, it's got to pass the pitcher, right? Um, if the ball is hit ground ball and it passes the pitcher and it hits the, hits the base umpire time, we're dead, dead ball right away. Um, nobody can advance. Nobody can, or nobody, nobody can advance extra. I'll get to that in a second. Um, the ball is dead. No outs can be recorded. So a couple of years ago, the, you know, line drive off the, off the umpire, the shortstop picked up the ball, turned to double play, and uh, everyone's like, that should be two outs. It's like, no, it's not two outs. It actually, <laughs> everyone moves up a base from where they were. And excuse me, the ball is dead and nobody advances unless you are forced. Um, the exception, let's see, exception if the runner was stealing. No, that's not it. That's a different rule. Um, so you advance if forced. Now, the runner on first base and a batted ball hits the base umpire, the runner from first has to advance because the batter is awarded first base. And what really sucks is uh, we'll get into official scoring and things later on. That goes down as a base hit for the batter. So it may have been a routine double play that just so happened to hit the umpire. Uh, it, 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 it did not pass an infielder other than the pitcher. Um, in that case, it would then be ignored. Now, if the pitcher reaches his glove up, it deflects off the pitcher and then hits the, the, the umpire. Now we're alive. We're live and played. You know, all bets are off. Uh, it, it's still, it's a, the, the interference is ignored and we play on. The other time the, the quote interference would be ignored is if say uh, that's why the base umpires down the lines, they start there in foul territory so that this is av avoidable if possible. Um, 
if a, if a batted ball hits the umpire, it has theoretic base umpire is always behind the first and third baseman. So if the batted ball hits a base umpire uh, that has passed a first or third baseman, again, it's nothing. We're alive and in play. If it hits that base umpire and kicks directly to the pitcher who then, you know, is able to throw the guy out. Hey, tough break. That's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. So uh, base umpire, if he is hit by a batted ball that does not pass an infielder other than the pitcher, the ball is dead. Runners move up only if forced. Uh, and of course, the batter gets first base. If the ball is deflected by the pitcher or another fielder, although all fielders are behind or in front of the uh, umpires, uh, if they are on the outside, but if the ball is deflected and hits an umpire, then the it's it's nothing we're alive and in play. And if the ball hits an umpire beyond a base, it's nothing we're alive and in play. So I, hopefully that clarifies a couple of interference rules for you. There's other things that could happen in a game that um, aren't covered by rule. A pop-up, you know, the first baseman, he goes and he runs into an umpire trying to chase the ball down. That's nothing. That's just a tough break. It, it's it's bad umpiring. If you do allow yourself to kind of get tangled, uh, we don't. When the ball goes up, as umpires, we don't need to look up. We don't need to see it or catch it. Our immediate thoughts is when the ball gets popped up, we're looking down at fielders, and you try to let him go where he needs to go. You get out of his way because he's got to look up and pursue the ball. So that's an example where there could be quote interference, but it really is nothing of an umpire inner he interfered yeah but that's not umpire interference those are only two types batted ball that hits an umpire that is not deflected and does not or that that does not pass an infielder other than the pitcher and the other one is a stolen base uh with the catcher hitting the umpire's mask or or something of that nature so those are my two examples today of uh umpire interference uh two and q that's your slang term for the for the week and uh, umpire interference. Hopefully that made sense to you guys. I know sometimes I get a little, a uh, little just crazy and rattled and all that. Anyway, enough for me. I'm out of thoughts. I'm out of ideas. I am out of time. Time for me to move on. Uh, but guys, tune in on Friday. Should be Bill Barnes on here on the podcast as our guest. I have a few more guests lined up that I've recorded with or will be recording with very soon. My initial thoughts right now are that I'm going to continue to have guests through the Friday episodes on through probably July 4th, somewhere in there. I think I'm going to take a break from the guests portion of this podcast because I will then be diving in weekly to the Real Hondo Prep Charge to Keep podcast where I will be talking to guests and coaches and building up. That'll kind of be take more of my time. I'll still have this Tuesday episode of just me but as far as the guests go i may take a break for the football season from you know uh, middle of july until the end of the football season uh, which is hopefully you know thanksgiving or christmas or, or whatever so uh, that's the initial thought for now also give me a, a breather a little break from uh, from the interviews because those are tough to line up sometimes and when i'm doing the other podcast it can be a lot so anyway guys have a great Rest of your week. I should be here with Bill Barnes on Friday. That is the plan. But uh, if not, I'll have another guest and I'll be back next Tuesday for more random thoughts, my opinions, breaking down college baseball, other sports, a great fight from Saturday night. And guys, just remember, if you don't like the things I say, it's okay. You can always turn me off. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's all good. I just, I turn this mic on, I start spewing into it and hopefully I make uh, sense to you guys. Cause it's good for me to kind of just get things off my chest. So stay safe out there. All seriousness. Uh, it's a crazy world we live in and there's crazy bad people in it. So uh, stay safe in all seriousness. And I will see you guys next week. But guys, as always, until then, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, 
Get home safe. Thank you.